How's it going, all of our human beings? Welcome back to another episode of the What's the Biz with Adam and Liz. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Liz. If you enjoy referencing the past year and how horrible it's been, well, you're in the right spot because that's where we're all going to give you in the next hour or so. So what we're all going to give you, it's not only just, wow, me and Liz, it's Andrew Orsi and Travis. Why am I forgetting his last name? It's Ryan. (laughs) Travis Ryan, I knew that one. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Travis, it's been a while. You actually were on a What's the Biz episode a while ago. Yeah, a while. Yeah, I think like two years ago now at this point. Oh my gosh. Oh God. Have we been doing this show for two years? Yeah. Something like that. God. More than that, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, since 2020. Yeah. So, we started this uh, April 2020 when my dad passed. Yeah. Oh my God. It's been three years. Yeah. I know. That's crazy. So, speaking of years, oh, horrible years. Um, I brought on Andrew Orsi and Travis to kind of talk about our years collectively and, um, you know, how it all ranked with us all personally. Uh, but before we get to that, um, big shout out to not only Caster Garden, uh, 34th Street's coming close to a hundred thousand streams, which is Woo-hoo. insane. Uh, oh, but huge album update black to gold put out their christmas album yeah we don't have a hundred thousand streams we're nope dude i don't know i don't know why 34th street is getting this much uh because it's good i guess but I, I mean, you have to listen to uh, With Love, B2G. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an acapella Christmas album. It is so freaking good. Yeah. Did I stream it four times all the way through the day of? Maybe. Maybe five. It's it's quite possible I streamed it six times a day of because it's so freaking good. But should you all just go out, listen to Black to Gold's new album or EP? It's an yeah. EP. Uh, it's one song short of being an album. I know. when I When I looked it up. Uh, saying seven songs, I'm like, I'm gonna make a bit about that, and I was just stressing <laughs> out, like, what if it's lying? What if the seven songs doesn't make it an album, and the bit doesn't work? But it did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go li- go listen to uh Black to Gold's new Christmas album. It's called With Love B to G. It's so freaking good, dude. Um, but with that being said, uh, let's get like. Like the, the 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 taste of the water, I guess you want to say. If we want to just like dip our faces in, take a little slurp of that water of the river. Uh, how was like? How would you rank each of your years in terms of like a one to ten? Ten being like super successful, one being like I hope the end comes soon. Uh, tra- <laughs> <laughs> Travis, why don't you start first? I mean, I hope the end comes soon, but that has nothing to do with the year that I had. I'm just very tired. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I had a really great year, actually. Um, I uh, How do I sum it up quickly? Uh, I left my job in the film industry, and now I have a very comfy, cozy job working in an office that gives me a lot of free time nice. to pursue all of my passions and interests and hobbies. Uh, and that's what I've been doing with my past year, uh, which has been so nice and so lovely. Having time is such a precious thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have to do it quickly at all. Like, um, yeah. yeah, you you left the film industry. <laughs> In fact, you left Twitter. 
Uh, I did. I left all my social media except for TikTok. And all I do on TikTok is just share stories of the random things that happened to me on set, like chasing hawks through a suburb or (laughs) it was fun. Like what what, what led you to that decision? Just like I, I know it's like like, oh, it wasn't good for your mental health. But like what was kind of like the turning point? Like what was a moment that you're like, no, I'm out. Um. That's a that's a very good question. Uh, I think I had already been sort of on the way out with Facebook. I'd barely been using it. Mm. Twitter was becoming a bit of a cesspool ever since Elon took it over. Um, I, I have no idea what it's like now. I can only assume worse. Um, yeah. And yeah, there was just a, a, like a lot of bots, a lot of hateful things. Um, and I just found that like it it was reaching a point where even though it was not directed at me Mm. i still found that i would wake up every morning first thing i would do is check twitter and then just be bombarded with a lot of like hateful things uh especially Mm. transphobia um and as someone who is non-binary like that that wasn't a great thing to wake up to every morning that wasn't a good first interaction with the world And I was having trouble stopping myself because it's kind of like that digital self-harm where you just got to go take a look. You got to go see what's being done. Um, And I found, at least for me personally, it was not creating a very healthy relationship. Uh, So I I, I decided that instead of having that pressure to, like, go look at these things, usually have to comment on these things, you know, be part of a discourse. I just decided to not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Andrew, you look Um, like you agree. Well, like, what what are your thoughts on that? A million percent. I'm. I continue to digitally self harm myself. Yes, <laughs> but I wish I wouldn't. Um, yeah. No, I feel very, very similarly, and completely understand as like, well, you know, I get the transphobia constantly, and the homophobia, and all of that as a like queer non-binary human, and then also as a specifically asexual person. There was this gigantic. I don't know, thing with um, Yasmin Benoit, who's like a, a big oh, yeah. asexual. And it was just this whole, just everyone piling on. Oh, what, it what was happened? a lot. And of course, I'm the Twitter familiar. algorithm, basically something where she posted uh, some like, uh, like a boudoir photo shoot sort of thing, um, hmm. just kind of to empower herself. And everyone was just like, you're asexual. What are you doing? Like, you shouldn't, you don't like sex. Get at it. And, you know, it was the stupid discourse of like, asexual people could never want to ever feel sexy or look remotely I don't know it was this whole thing and then essentially just came a whole like negating her existence negating that ace people even exist Mm. or that it's a thing whole whole beautiful really really fun to read very heartwarming content Um, (laughs) awful it was terrible and the algorithm literally watched me read one post because I was trying to figure out what was happening Mm. and said oh you want to see them all did you want to read every single one of these every day and i was like no (laughs) yeah yeah that is part of the problem yeah but i keep doing it so um i like i i went to a neurologist and he told me i needed cognitive behavioral therapy to get my god i was like that's probably true Jeez, (laughs) cannot recommend therapy enough one of the Uh, reasons my year has been so great if you can afford it go yes. it's great you feel yeah. so much better yeah uh, andrew yeah. Are you, if you can afford it that's the big if yeah yeah are you in therapy andrew because i'm trying i'm in therapy with a therapist who is not good oh um, no no i'm struggling with the how do you break up with your therapist because i understand that it is only a professional relationship but in my brain she's gonna be sad <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so, so i haven't done it yet even so though you I'm need like, a therapist to break up with your therapist 
How do you get it? It also is, it also does, I find it very challenging to find the right therapist. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Like that, that is hard. And so I kind of like, there's also a part of me that's like, well, if I just break up with the one I have and I don't have one to replace, then I'm just like going mm. cold turkey into the world again. And that's scary. Um, so all of that's happening. I'll do it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, before we go on even further about that, um, topic, cause I'm sure we have a lot to say, Andrew, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most successful one being, and man, I really hope 2024 is that the, the Lord comes back, whatever Lord you have, it just comes back and destroys this planet earth. Uh, what, what would you rank here? Oh God. I mean, I do hope the Lord comes to destroy the planet earth. <laughs> by the lord i just mean like probably lord, an asteroid i'm yeah, just lord naming Cthulhu. an asteroid the lord um, yeah i <laughs> uh i don't know it's it's one of those things where it's much easier to look at the negative side of my year it's been a rough mm-hmm. year like i've mm. i have dealt with more this year personally than i think i've ever dealt with i've been on a, a massive health journey mm-hmm. i have been to the doctor like I would say probably an average of two times a week. Yeah, I saw your Instagram story. Yeah, which is is wild. I've never been to the doctor this much in my life. I've always been that person who like goes and I like I had catastrophic health insurance through my 20s because I was like healthy. So I didn't need things. I Mm. went to the doctor for one preventive care visit a year. I didn't even go to the dentist like because I couldn't afford it all. And I didn't have insurance. And I so I just was fine. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm very grateful that I made the pivot in 2020 that I did to like a tech job Mm. where they actually give me some sort of cushy health insurance because I would have been screwed. If not, I wouldn't have been able to follow through with half of this stuff. But yeah, dealing with a lot of various things, pains potential you know pre-diabetes to diabetes world that we still don't understand because i i shouldn't have any risk factors for Mm. any of it but she's here um oh yeah (laughs) we're we're still trying to figure a lot of it out and i don't have necessarily answers um but at the same point i got promoted at my job this year yeah i nice congrats the new holiday ep (laughs) with black to gold um i went on vacations Yes, for honestly, multiple. the first time since I moved to New York, like I have never been able to afford vacations. <clears throat> I've never had PTO to take for a vacation. Yes. So all of my vacation time was just like, all right, request off from the restaurant. You're going to have to sacrifice a week of money, but you're going to visit your family. Mm-hmm. And that was all my vacation. Every vacation was go home to West Virginia, visit my parents. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and I took real life vacations with friends this year. So that's oh, new. Yes. <laughs> um. So there's been good. And I moved to a new apartment by myself. I have my own place. Like there have been a lot of positive things. So I'm going to like, I'm going to land it somewhere in the four to six range. I'm going to say it was a nice middle of a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like a like (laughs) an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Very up and down. I'm tired. Travis, what was your number again? I didn't actually give one, which yeah. I didn't yeah. realize until Andrew started talking. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a nine, honestly. Oh, but uh, nice. I feel bad saying that after hearing that <laughs> no, Andrew's had such a rough. Don't day. need to have a bad year because I had a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> if I could give you some of mine, I would. <laughs> <laughs> you got. Looks like you got enough to go around. So just like spread that good vibe to Andrew here. Yeah. I'm I'm hoarding the good wealth of of a good year. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you know, I remember last winter. Um, a lot of people were saying like, "Man, we're not getting snow in the East Coast. We're not getting so." Meanwhile, in North Dakota, here we were getting like five feet of snow every day. It's like, here, take some, <laughs> take <Yeah>. the snow. <laughs> it's like, 
We'll <laughs> shovel it into your state. Honestly, I'll spread the good vibes of snow. Let's go. Yeah, um, you're never going to hear a Canadians complain that we didn't get enough snow. You're not going to hear us complain that. I was going to say, even in, um, you're because you're in the um Toronto area. Yeah, I'm in Toronto. Yeah, so like, do you still get a lot of snow? Because you're technically still in that East Coast then. Yeah, especially coming off of Lake Ontario. Mm. Uh, we get dumped with a lot of snow. A couple years back, actually, it was so bad and all the roads were shut down so that we had to call in the military to help us, like, deal with the logistics of clearing oh out so much gosh. snow and we got shit on by the rest of the country <laughs> so hard being like really canadians got a little snow and you need to call in the military wow like, we, got, dude. we got so much crap from everyone oh my gosh uh liz on a scale of one to ten ten being like successful one being like well you know <laughs> uh what would you rank your year um oh boy it, it's I, I have to agree with Andrew. It was kind of a middle year yeah. for me. I would say probably a six. Okay. Six or a seven because oh. I also went to therapy this year. Sorry, Yay. Andrew. I have a good Yay. therapist. Great therapist. <laughs> I got very lucky on my first try. I did a lot of research and was looking for ones that like I read like what their experience was, what they specialize in. And I'm just like, she matches. Okay. And it worked out perfect. Um. So start therapy this year. Um, I worked through a lot of mental stuff. Still, you know, working through things, but definitely have gotten a lot better in the last year. I also left a lot of my social media. I also kind of like just forgot about Twitter once they changed it to yeah. X. I'm like, forget this. I can't. I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's still on my phone, but I just don't use it. I turned off all notifications where I was like, I don't care yeah um, honestly but i left facebook i cut off my mother um and just i mean that's still we're still working on that she yeah. doesn't quite understand what that means <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah no it was like a middle year like working through a lot of stuff but i've made a lot of good steps and had a decent year. I didn't get all like my goals. Mm. Like I remember last year, I was like, I'm gonna lose weight before I turn 30. This and that. And it's like I did intermittent fasting and lost weight, but then my mental health was trash because I wasn't eating. Mm. Um, so it it was rough in that sense. But no, I think it was it was um, it was a decent year. I I am hoping that 2024 is better though because it still yeah. wasn't an amazing year. Um, I kind of feel like this whole year was a blur. Yes. Like honestly. it just kind of yeah. like it was like Bleh! okay, happy Christmas. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, this year was kind of a blur. Like they keep um because I of course I watched the game awards and like everybody's in the game. Yeah, it was it was rough this yeah. year. Um but yeah, like everybody's saying, like, oh, this is like the greatest year for video games of all time. I'm like I don't know, man. Like, cause yeah, that's what I said. I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've even really bought that many new video games. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I I'm really just excited. getting really old. I don't play anything new anymore. Like, I'm always just like, what can I play from 2001 again? For yes, time with time TV shows. in my life. I think like, I'm what, ready for that. I'm like, what can I rewatch? What what haven't I rewatched yeah. in a in a while that I've forgotten oh. the plot for now? Yes, <laughs> yes. Because uh, I don't know, like I. We're all in the video game space. I was about to say, Travis, uh, you had uh, Rainbow Road podcast, but it's currently on hiatus. Um, yeah, very long one. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, well, like, what are your thoughts on this year, Travis, for uh, video games? Uh, I I do think this is one of the greatest years for gaming. Oh. I'm so happy for all the stuff that came out. Um, I know that not everyone always has Mr. the time to play Nine it. Mr. But... 9 out of 10 year here, over here. <laughs> Well, now that I've got the time, like, oh, my God, it's been so great. I Legend of Zelda might be my new favorite game of all time. Uh, Tears oh. of the Kingdom. So incredible. Yeah, I still um, haven't unwrapped it. I literally have uh, it and I haven't unwrapped it. And I don't know why my brain is the way it is. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm also totally understanding that feeling of like, it's hard to take in newer information when you're getting older. Like, I, I do want to go back to the comfort stuff. I do want to go back to the stuff that I've already played and already watched. I, I do totally get that. Um, but at the same time, man, Tears of the Kingdom is so, so good. Mm -hmm. And like, because it feels like it's revisiting Breath of the Wild, it still does cause you know, it does kind of have that comfy factor yes. because you're still running through a world that you've already been through. Yes. Um, but it's it's changed slightly. Uh, and there's still a lot of new stuff to explore, which I really loved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny that you say that, because when when we all talk about like, oh, this is one of the best years for video games. But uh, if I was going to give myself a rank for this year, I would say probably a six as well. It's kind really? of really. Yeah, it was like, well, I mean, we're both in the same world here, me and me and Liz. But yeah, it was definitely kind of like um up and down. Like I got laid off from my job because my the restaurant I worked at got shut down. Um, I stretched myself out with a lot of music releases, so I kind of did that to myself. Gotcha. Uh, but you know, I'm getting a song that's gonna get a hundred thousand uh listens, so it's kind of cool. Um, I also made the decision. And uh, we just announced this at the Hanukkah party, and we'll get more to this probably next episode. Yeah. But we, uh, me and Liz decided this past week that we're going to take one more year in North Dakota. Uh, okay. And, uh, we're going to do that. And then April 2025, we're going to move to plan. Plan. The plan. Not, not set, set in stone, but the current plan. We're going to move down to Raleigh, North Carolina. Hmm. Which okay. Is, which, you know, I was given a lot of advice about that. That's they said, like, oh, Adam, you want to be a video game composer? I'm like, yes. They said, well, you know that in Raleigh, Epic Games is here. Insomniac Games is here. Limited Run Games is here. Uh, you have a lot of people in the video game industry that are in or near Raleigh, North Carolina. And you're right near Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. And then Liz's sister lives in Raleigh. My mom lives uh, in the state above in Tennessee. So it's just kind of like, and you know, uh, my my step Mike, uh, he has a he has his own child who lives in North Carolina. So I'm like, that that works out yeah. actually. That actually does work out because it's a lot that can offer me and my career goals. Uh, it offer Liz, uh, you know, connections with a family and pulled pork. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, the first time we were talking to, they're like, "You like pulled pork?" I'm like, "I love pulled pork." Yes. <laughs> Let's get into pulled pork. Let's go. <laughs> I love pulled pork. Uh, so I'm going to be taking 2024 to really hone my skills in music and then, you know, really take that step in Raleigh. But yeah, like that was a stressful decision because I was just like, but I want to move back to Pennsylvania, but I don't know if it's the right decision and I don't know if I should move right away. So like mm -hmm. definitely that's six or seven because there was a lot of good and a lot of roller yeah. coasters we, emotionally it, it was very much a roller coaster year for us where it was like it was really really bad then it got really good then something happened and then this it was like a lot and i think also the journey because like i said i cut off my mom yes. it was a lot of figuring out how and when because i tried to ease into it and just be like oh i'm just gonna not answer her or not answer her right away but then 
she thought that like I was suicidal because I wasn't talking to her. She thought yeah. that oh. something was wrong. I was like, it is, and it's you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then we had to go to the extreme. So it was like a lot of like just roller coaster of like we'd be doing fine, and then she texts me something completely chaos, mm. and we'd have to like deal with everything. So so definitely roller coaster. I mean, shout out to the bravery of doing you know what i mean cutting mm-hmm. someone off is hard and when it's it is family yeah. and society tells you you're not supposed to cut off your own family like sometimes that is genuinely what you need to do so like mm-hmm. shout out to achieving that when it is Thank necessary you. even if it's <laughs> a tough process <laughs> yeah as someone who's gone no contact with my brother for many years mm-hmm. uh and having to navigate mm-hmm. the family politics of oh, like yeah. okay now what are we doing about Christmas? Now what are we doing? Yeah. Like it, it, it's it's a lot. It really is. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so proud of you for making that decision because it is not easy. Thank yeah, you. It's a little easier because we live. We don't live near any family, so there's no no interaction where like I need to worry about seeing them at a party. But I did think of that with us moving to North Carolina, where my older sister is. My older sister still talks to my mom, and I'm just like, oh no, what if my mom goes for Christmas? Like, and I can't see my sister or my niece and nephew at Christmas because I don't like, I don't want to put my family in the middle of that. I don't want. Yeah, of course. Like they have to. And so I'm just like, that'll be fun to deal with next year. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm like, I feel like we'll talk about that more probably next episode. I kind of brushed over it, but like, yeah, like that year is not only just to hone my skills, but for Liz to kind of uh, still take that distance away for for a whole year and just get used to it. Um, or like build a system around it. I, I just feel like, like practically speaking, like I, I make a lot of decisions. I don't know if you guys know me that well, but I make a lot of decisions emotionally and I let my, mo- I know <laughs> it's so weird that I take things so emotionally, but, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be turning 33 next month. I need to be more practical and patient, you know, in th- oh God, no, four weeks. I'm four- sorry. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Liz, stop taking a week off of Adam's life. <laughs> no excited for me to die, but damn. I would. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize their birthdays were so close. Yours is, wait, January 7th? No, Christmas Eve. Uh, also it, turning 33. Hey. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I knew you were like on a special day and I couldn't remember. <laughs> the 7th? I, okay, so. Good old take special <laughs> January 7th. <laughs> uh i so i forgot your last name i forgot your birthday um (laughs) i didn't even know your birthday so you know what you're fine (laughs) well like i turned 30 during the insurrection yeah (laughs) oh no so like i was i didn't even we didn't even know the insurrection was happening yeah because i was having my day and i didn't know until we went out for pizza like at my favorite place in pennsylvania and like I was eating it, and that like the news was on on a, on a TV, and everybody's like like curfew is go- going down in Washington D.C. Uh, police are going there. I'm like, hmm, and what's yeah, happening? Even then, we were just like, <laughs> we're like, oh, what? Like we didn't even realize the like the weight that I had. We didn't realize like what was going. on. We we're just like, oh, that's really weird. And the next day, I went to work, and my coworker was talking about it, and she's like, oh my gosh, I couldn't grip myself. Away. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, I was like, I was yeah. chilling. And I took off work that day. So when I came back to work the next day, like little sketchy that you were off work yesterday. <laughs> Where were you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also work in a restaurant. So it was all back at the house. People were like, hmm, it's a little bit sketchy, don't you think? 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, going back to my first point about like um, what our years looked like and how excited we were for games. Uh, it's actually interesting to me, interesting to me that um, the three of us, uh, Liz, me, Andrew Orsi, all had kind of middling years. And in terms of like video game excitement, we're just like, Meh. eh. But Travis, you described your year as a nine out of ten. And you're like, no, it, yeah. it was the best. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of interesting in that way where, like, it depends how your year goes to see how excited you are for Yeah, and I think it's anything. that's how much you pay attention to. Because for me, like, I don't play many video games anymore. Mm. But I still love movies. But we didn't go see a lot of movies this year. And if you asked no. me, I'm like, man, movies were okay. But, like, then I think back, I'm like, no, there was a lot that I was like, oh, I want to see that. And we just didn't. Yeah, just didn't. because Did you see Barbie? We did oh, see Barbie. Saw Barbie. Yes. And what did you think? Oh my god! So I went to go see Barbenheimer. Like yeah. uh, we we nice went, nice. Yeah. And I was like, in comparison, I'm like Barbie is just like the perfect it's movie. So impactful. Like I love it. like that's the thing. It's so good. It was so good. And and we actually bought it on uh, 4K. And like we asked our friend, like, have you seen it yet? They're like, no. And I'm like, stop. Come yeah. over our house. We're gonna watch Barbie and immediately become a feminist like immediately mm-hmm. you have to yeah. um it's that and moxie that mm-hmm. will like just turn you into an instant like hey man maybe maybe women should have rights perhaps maybe. i don't know but no i remember yeah. i remember going to see it and i had two trans women one on either side of me and then when it got to that line where she said wait so i don't need anyone's permission to be a woman i can just be yes. and i remember like hearing both of them next to me just like it was it was so special it was (laughs) that's the thing it's like everybody said that that movie had oh it it was pushing and jenna i'm like yeah because you didn't get our subtle hints before exactly you have to put it in their face being like hey man maybe shouldn't try to murder us and it's just like you have to put that like so blatantly we're not even saying don't murder us we're just saying like hey don't blame everything we do on our periods yeah that's it that's it just you know yep. don't tax our stuff because it's pink just because it's pink yeah <laughs> it was also just it's just funny that like that not saying it, it didn't have an agenda to it but saying that that particular movie was pushing an agenda I was like it didn't push it that hard it just sort of was its yeah. agenda and that yeah. was why it worked so well because it still just like told a story you know what i mean like, exactly like it was just telling a story of barbie and i love the um I, I love that theme of just like Barbie try to like do things for women, try to change the world, you know, like uh, like women can do anything. And it turned out that Barbie was the thing that was like slowly decreasing sh- yeah. like women's like uh, uh, aspirations, I guess you want to say, because yeah. like, oh, there's you have to fit a certain model. Uh, because people only saw the shape of Barbie and not the things Barbie was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just wild to me. And just, again, highlighting the impossibility of what it is to be a woman in this mm-hmm. society of, like, you, you're never good enough. No matter yeah. what you do, you're never good enough to, yeah. like, to, to be accepted as a person. Yeah. Exactly. That That's a like, great speech. Oh, yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> I told the the uh, person, I think I told this to Andrew Orsi uh, over here, Mr. Orsi right there. But I think I told this story already that in my EP, Controllers and Cartridges, I have a uh, song called Gamer Girl. And I had uh, a streamer, uh, UXorcist, uh, go on, and I just said, hey, all I want you to do, I'm like, did you see Barbie? And she says, no. I'm like, okay, first of all, I will imprison you for that. Second of all, 
uh i was like there's a there's a rant in the movie like a like a speech slash rant about the monologue yeah monologue of like where women are in this world i'm like i want you to just be honest and open with the struggles of girl gamers in this world and especially as a streamer what does that look like and she just nailed it so freaking mm-hmm. hard dude i'm so proud yeah. of like that's just that 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 one track uh gamer girl that that she's just like so open about it and i didn't even try to take the spotlight over the music i wanted to highlight that mm-hmm. speech i'm like yes she's just like absolutely yeah. nailing it uh one of the parts was just like um and she can't use voice chats because as soon as she uses voice chat and they figure out it's a girl they they say something sexual or they say go make me a sandwich even at this age yep. of 2023 yeah. it's just it's wild to think about man it's wild but that's what that movie had to be you mm-hmm. know yeah, yeah. Just and like kudos like... oh go ahead Travis. No, no 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 please i talk so much <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna say i remember in like the reason that I decided I was never doing online multiplayer was yes. like, I mean, you know, being a girl in the space and being a gay in the space, neither one is mm-hmm. safe. And mm-hmm. like at yep. that time I created, I like, I wanted to create characters and play games as characters that I thought were aesthetically pleasing. And a lot of those to me as a teenager were like the female avatars. Yeah. And mm. so I created a lot of female characters and then you would literally run into somebody who would come up to you and they would like, aggressively approach and be like are you a girl or a gay and it's like neither oh answer gosh. is safe neither one of these answers is safe <laughs> wow. this is bad <laughs> wow Goodness dude gracious yeah yeah go for it i i know i was gonna say like i i got very lucky because i remember the first time i got an online game i bought evolve um and i didn't even realize it was online i just thought the monster hunting sounded really cool mm. um yeah and then I had to get on voice chat because you need to communicate if that wants to work. And same thing for like Rainbow Six Siege, which I got into afterwards. And I was so lucky that I found the couple of people that I really liked because the general public is just awful. Like, yeah. Just the worst. Honestly, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, go for it. Oh. No, just th- just that. Like, uh, it was... Uh, it was so great to find people to play with who were not going to do that kind of shit because uh, it was the same yeah. thing with uh, what, what Andrew had said of like being a gay online. It's very scary because it's mm. not even just make me a sandwich, which is also just like so stupid. Yes. Um, but like having slurs hurled at you while you're just trying to play a video game. It's it's not fun. It's also yeah. not great for the mental health. Yeah. No, that's why I appreciate <laughs> your podcast so much, uh, Travis, uh, that um, that that you really try to highlight uh that that community really well in fact i still remember when i first asked you on to games and groceries you literally yeah. says like hey i don't know if this is like a like a two-way street where uh, you got to be on my pockets because i only highlight the uh the gay community in mine so i'm sorry you can't be on mine and i was like no that's not something i not- felt I felt so bad. I'm like, you seem so sweet. And I do want to come on your podcast, but I don't want this to be like a tit for tat thing. We only have queer people on and I'm so sorry. You're too straight. You're just, you're so straight that like, there, there's no, that you can go into a hardware store and nobody's going to bat an eye kind of straight. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. If you fix it, you can go on Rainbow Road. If you fix that problem with yourself. <laughs> I, in 2024, I will make it my mark to fix it so I can get on Rainbow Road podcast. Come uh, visit Toronto. We'll see what we can work out. Yeah, I've been to Toronto, man. Like I've been to Toronto. My mom and my uh, my mom and me went to Toronto, 
And I kept trying to tell her, like, mom, this I think this is a gay community because uh, it was very blatantly obvious. She's like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it is a gay community. I think it's just like Pride Week. I'm like, no, this is this is definitely it. Um, but like, God I bless, mean, God. even in the gay village in Toronto, all of the signs have rainbows on them. Yeah. Like, literally, yes. like it, it's it, we make it very clear which is the gay district in Toronto. You yes. cannot mistake it. It was the gay district. And my mom, my mom is just bless her heart. She just sees people for people. She's like, no, they're just celebrating. It's fine. Like, my mom is, I want to say oblivious. She's just like. No, they're just people. They're just people. I say, be careful. Yeah. She listens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mom is such a great person. So so loving and generous and uh, such a warm-hearted person. Don't don't smack me, mom. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just um, Toronto was such a great place to be in. Uh, and in fact, that's that's why I was won over in Raleigh because I don't want to live in the South. But Raleigh is so progressive. Uh, my my yeah. one friend who was talking to me about it said, like, no, there's like it's a, it's a lot of like pride parades. Uh, they support BLM. And I'm like, I yeah, I just can't be in a place that's just so close minded to to progress um, that that they can't see any kind of change. I'm like, I can't do that. And he's he's like, no, Raleigh is definitely in that yeah. place. I'm like, OK, uh, that that that's what won me over to Raleigh, honestly. Um, but. Talking about more about uh, 2023 is that uh, it was kind of like wild and it was kind of dips and well, except for Travis. Travis had a perfect year, apparently. <laughs> um, I want to like, kinda, I mean, do you want to hear about my messy breakup? I can get into my messy breakup. If you like, want. We're not going to shame Travis for having a good year. We're going <laughs> to celebrate <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's just. I was gonna say let's go over some highlights, except for Travis. Travis is gonna like talk about his downfalls. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> but yeah, like let's. I I want to kind of go through some like some highlights with like each of us of like how twenty twenty three went. Uh, Travis, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, so I would say that my highlight of this year is that uh, I've really gotten into Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, oh. Specifically, I've become uh, a dungeon master uh, for my friends. Nice. Um, and uh, that has been a lot of fun. Uh, it is really expressive because you get to be a writer and an actor and a game designer and you get to do all these different things at the same time. And it's very scary and very stressful, but it's yeah. also so much fun. Uh, it has been such a wonderful way of expressing myself and getting to spend time with my friends um, that uh, I I'm really happy about it. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. That uh but yeah, like I, I wanted to be in Dungeons Dragon. It seems like a lot of fun, but just such a time commitment and you need to have It like, is. It really is. You need to have committed friends too. It's not like you can't have any flakes in there. They have to be there. Yeah. And like minimum you want like a three to four hour session usually, uh, because it's just it takes a while to do things. Mm. So yeah, it is a huge time commitment for sure. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you is that, like, you said you're in an office job, like, just your basic, like, desk job, right? Yes. Um, a lot of people, like, just dream about that, like, about the, the film industry. <laughs> well, not, not the office, but, like, the film industry that you're in. Yeah. Um, and they're sitting in their office job saying, like, man, I could be there. But it's definitely, like, um, a grass is greener on the other side kind of situation. Um, what would you more say to people that say like, oh man, like if only I could be in your shoes in the film industry, but you went from the film industry into the office and now you're much happier. Like, what would you yeah. say to people now, uh, now that you're back in an office, uh, saying like, no, it's not as cracked up as it used to be. 
So if we're talking about the film industry specifically, I would say just be cautious of um, the working conditions and the environment that you're in, because my minimum day was 14 hours. It was usually actually much longer than that, Mm -hmm. sometimes between 18 to 20. Um, And the amount of stress that you were under because people can just scream at you and that's totally fine. That's Mm -hmm. par for the course uh, to be abused in that kind of way. Um, I remember like I was working on Umbrella Academy and I had a full mental breakdown because things were so stressful. I was up at 2 a.m. every morning trying to get all the cast ready. Uh, and the cast were lovely, to be very clear. Um, they were all wonderful. But the producers had no idea what they were doing. Specifically, the director had no idea what he was doing. Uh, and I was just getting screamed at and berated constantly. And it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, but uh, now I, I work in an environment where that's not the case. That's oh. not tolerated. That's not allowed. And uh, I, I'm not working the 14, 18, 20 hour days. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in terms of just like, what about people who just want to sort of like follow their dreams and pursue their passions, whether that's, you know, in the film industry or outside of it, I would say that there's always ways to find something that's going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have the time and money to spend on it, which is really the big catch. But um, if, if you can make it work with whatever job you've got, there are ways to, you know, spend your free time and your hobbies and your interests on those things and trying to turn them into the hustle grind culture can be what kills Mm. the love and passion for it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And uh, Travis, uh, what what was your role in the film industry? I've, I've forgotten. Uh, I was an assistant director. Uh, So specifically, we are the ones in charge of keeping everything on schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, When every minute spent on a film set can be thousands of dollars gone because of rentals and gear and people and locations and all those things. Uh, It is our job to make sure that everything's running as efficiently and smoothly as possible. We create the schedules. We manage the teams. We manage the cast. um, Stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, and now you're a lot uh, happier and just just an nine to five office job like that that's just a lot of like pressure off of you yeah absolutely and i mean i'm also very blessed and grateful that i have a very cushy office job yeah um i it is nice i i work alone and i can do a lot of what i want once the work is done Mm. um so if i want to you know futz around and you know not necessarily be as productive as i need to be but if there's no work to do, then it's kind of nice. And I don't want to say any more than that in case my bosses are listening. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think about that. Um, I think about it a lot where I'm just like, I really wish I could be just, and everybody makes fun of them. Like, Oh, they're just NPCs. They're just in target. And they're just walking. I'm like, I really wish I could be just, just so content with just a regular job. But the, the creative in me is just like, no, like I can't, it's like, I just can't. I tried to do this year. I tried to work in a bank. I lasted eight shifts. I lasted eight shifts. And I was like, I dude, I can't do this. I can't like, um, not to say that like, Oh, like Travis, you're, you're in the matrix. Like you got to take the red pill, Travis. It's more <laughs> of just like, I really want to take that blue pill. I really do. I but you the tolerance. <laughs> I wish I had the tolerance for the blue pill, but I love that red pill so much. Um, I, I think part of it as well is that it 
what you want is going to change based on your circumstances. So like I, when I was younger, I was happy to do the 18, 20 hour days. And I was, I was very fine with that. Uh, And I had a lot of really cool experiences and I'm glad that I did. Uh, You know, I don't regret going into the film industry at all. I also just am very glad that it's over. It's a different part of my life. I'm doing different things. Um, Mass Effect fans, I've moved from the maiden to the matron stage (laughs) of the sorry lifespan. Let's go. Nikki's going to be happy with that reference. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah no. um oh go for it no no just 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 that it's a different part of my life and i'm very happy to uh uh to have found something that works for me in this stage of my life mm. yeah no i um i sometimes think about it like yeah i gave up music in all of my 20s uh i didn't really pursue it now i'm pursuing it in my 30s and i i get bummed about that i'm like oh wow i waste a lot of time but i feel like if I really pursued it in my twenties when I was just like weak minded as if I'm strong minded now in my thirties, but as like wobbly as I was in my twenties, I feel like I definitely would have been taken advantage of. Whereas like now, if I were to get a job as a composer, I know what red flags to look for. I know what limits I have. I know how to stand up for myself. Uh, whereas in your twenties, I feel like, especially in the film industry, you're like, well, you're 20. You're, you got you to pay your dues or mm-hmm. get outs, you know? Yeah, for sure. I just found that even as I was climbing the ladder, I'm like, oh, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And you and you have the mindset now in your 30s to like like really see that and, and just value your mental health over everything else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Andrew, how about some highlights? What were some highlights for you? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I kind of talked through some of them already, but like um, getting promoted at my job is very validating just in the sense of like I did a very similar like a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. essentially like COVID hit all my jobs exploded because I was in restaurants and theater. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> none of those things deal, yeah. in New York, everything I had like seven jobs and then I had zero jobs um, and took that time to sort of just reevaluate because I had been very much in a similar place and it wasn't like through one industry or the other though like the theater industry doesn't involve the same hours as the film industry mm-hmm. but can be just as toxic and yeah. demanding in many ways um for sure and the combo for me of the toxic sides of the theater industry and the toxic sides of the restaurant industry <laughs> were coming together in my life in yeah. a, just an awful way so I was thrilled to move out of them and never do them ever again. Um, and like made the shift a very scary shift into tech because it was this, I, I specifically remember in 2020, my mom was talking to me about what other things could you do? Like, what else do you want to do? And when I was trying to have that conversation with her, I was like, there's nothing that I am as passionate. Like I don't have the passionate love for anything that I, that I have for art. Like mm. it's, it's like mm-hmm. theater music. I have this like, strong desire to create it and that's why i wanted to get into that as a career yes and i'm like there are other jobs where when which you you know do you want to get into tech and i was like i don't have any of that in like i feel like i could do it i feel like i could do it and do well at it but i don't have that passion or that interest for it um and i would still miss i would still say that mostly remains true um the more i explore it the more i realize that i do like learning about it in a Mm -hmm. certain way like there is some satisfaction to it it isn't the same kind of passion and i don't think it's ever gonna be Mm. but i have an aptitude for it i've found that i learn it fairly quickly it was very validating uh 
for like because this was just in March I hit my like year at the yeah. company so I'd only been hired a year ago and I came in essentially knowing nothing having yeah. zero experience and I'm not sure why they hired me yeah. thank you Edwin for hiring me because I don't get it <laughs> yeah like he pulled me in for a technical interview and I bombed in every single way I could oh. possibly bomb in my like my oh. interpretation leaving that interview was like well uh, yeah and yet yes. he still brought me on to another round so I was like great um and then I just learned and I worked really hard because I had been working hard my whole life and that's how what I know mm -hmm. to do um and a year in all I was hoping was for like a five percent raise to help me afford moving to my own place and instead I got promoted mm. yeah um unexpected congrats and so yeah. thank you yeah so it was very validating for like okay I can still like I can learn a new thing I'm in my 30s but I can do a new yeah. thing and I've learned yes. it and I can succeed yeah. at it and that's very cool um and yeah again it's I'm in a kind of similar boat to Travis where I am in a job now that gives me agency, mm. right? Like nobody is yeah. micromanaging my time. Nobody's telling me what to do with it. I work fully remotely. Yes. I can step away and take a 15 minute walk when I need to during mm -hmm. the day. As long as I'm hitting my deadlines, as long as I get yes. the things done that yeah. I need to get done. Like nobody is there over my shoulder <clears throat> just watching me. And it feels very best? freeing to be trusted yes. with yeah. work instead of yes. like people screaming at you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very that. Oh my God. Honestly, yeah, like you know, and I and I will be asking Liz her highlights, but no, I, I say all the time, like I hate working in restaurants, but I'm very, I, I say this in a way of just like bragging almost, but like I'm very skilled in back of the house. Yeah. But because mm -hmm. of that skill that I have and the skill that I have in terms of like getting things done in a timely manner, mm -hmm. that's where my agency comes in because they trust me to like get the job done. And they, and anytime I ask off, now I don't have PTO, so I lose money, but like they don't really question it. Cause um, this past Friday, I had my Hanukkah party. And, um, you know, I just asked off for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They didn't bat an eye. They didn't say like, well, you're really screwing us over in this way. Like, they're like, yeah, no, go, go ahead. Take yeah. it. Um, they know it's not going to be a regular thing for you. Yeah. They, they know I'm not going to just flake on them. And I told them like, Hey, I'm just having a Hanukkah party. Um, and I, I would like to just have off just to prepare for the day and then weekend just to recover. And they're like, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So, um, I say I hate restaurants, but at the same time, I do have a lot of agency because of my skill set yeah but anybody else working in restaurant industry it's just like you do you don't <laughs> like try to ask off in a restaurant where they don't appreciate you yeah. and they just um despise your very presence no you're you're not getting a weekend off you're not getting nights off you're, you're done for but yeah i i'm very blessed because they give me monday through friday day shifts at yeah. my at my restaurant so i'm like yeah i'm, I'm pretty cushy right now I mean, uh, that was kind of where I ran into it. Like, my problem was I actually did have a restaurant that, like, and this was partially because I guess they gave me some agency, but also just because I was really stubborn and basically said, I knew that I couldn't handle night shifts. I knew that I couldn't handle the, like, yeah. the grind of it. Like, I understood that people were walking away with, like, double the money that a lunch shift. That's great for you. Yes. I don't need that much money. I would rather not want to kill myself at the end of my shift. Yeah. Um. And so I instead just said, hey, I'm only available Monday through Thursday lunch. I'm so sorry. I don't have any other. I can't possibly come. <laughs> I still remember, like, I was friends with my bar manager, and she would, <laughs> just to make fun of me, because, like, we were friends for, like, like three years at that point yeah but she would send me screenshots 
of like on the back end, the scheduling system, you could see the number of like shifts requested off from employees. Oh my God. And she would say, Andrew, you are at 900. The next person <laughs> who has been here two years longer than you is at 500. And I was like, yup. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I mean though. It's just like, if you, if you show your skill, man, it's like they, they, they give you agency, but that, yeah. That, that it's very rare though it's so rare in the restaurant industry like tra mm -hmm. travis have you ever worked in restaurants i think you have uh sort of i've worked at a board game cafe uh where we did serve food but uh <laughs> it wasn't the typical restaurant yeah. experience and most yeah. of my job there was teaching board games i didn't do a lot of the food like service yeah um so i i feel like that stolen valor if i start saying oh yeah no i worked in the restaurant industry yeah. when i it like was not a really game cafe <laughs> yeah. but you know there was food presence you know no yeah. i definitely get interesting that like night shift makes a lot more because i worked just for a summer again i'm not i'm kind of with travis who's like i'm not gonna say i know the food industry yeah i was a waitress for one summer because i sucked at it <laughs> but i worked at a buffalo wild wings one summer and i worked all night shifts which sucked, but I came out with like a hundred dollars in tips almost every night. Yeah. And there was like one or two where I was on a lunch shift. I'm like, this is terrible. I made like $50. I'm like, this is not yeah. worth it at all. And then I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, that's great that everyone wants to work in office. She's like, but I'm a waitress and I've made my whole rent in one night in tips. I'm like, you know, you're right. That's nice. But I hated being a waitress and I was really bad at it. That's not even an option. I, I say <laughs> yeah. it in a way of like servers are definitely like salespeople. Like yeah. you, you can make your rent, but you have to be a good salesperson. Yeah. You have to be a good like people person. Like, like I was good with the people. I was just really bad at remembering to put orders in. You're the servers I hate, it's, dude. It's a part of the job. Yeah. It's yeah. a big part. Also, it was a um, sports bar, and I was 19 and knew nothing about alcohol. Um, so putting the alcohol in, I didn't know what questions to ask when they ordered it. So I'd be going back mm -hmm. and forth. I got yelled at by bar bartenders all the time. Yes. They hated me. See, yeah. my thing was, like, we, management would always talk to us about how, like, servers were, like, salespeople. And I agree and disagree with that statement mm -hmm. because, like, yeah, obviously. If you're more charming, you're gonna yeah. get hopefully a better time. I mean, yeah, more in think of like, in New York, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, but yeah. like, we would constantly be told like, well, we need you to sell as many add-ons as possible. You always need to suggest yeah. these. You know what I mean? There was a lot of paying attention to how much you got them to like buy an extra appetizer. Yeah. And I'm like, if they don't want it then we they're not going to buy it. Like yeah. I only well, that, have so much power over how much food people put into their stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that was the problem when I was a, a salesman in lawn care. It's just like, I was a salesman in lawn care in March to May of 2020. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when it just started and he's like, you need to be selling this and this. I'm like, dude, they don't have jobs. Yeah. Like, well, this I'm, is the thing, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, the economy is not in a great place right yeah. now. A lot of people yeah. can't afford whatever you're upselling. Like, yeah. exactly. It's just like, that's what I mean, where like, uh, you have to be a salesperson because like you, you can't control it. But like some servers, they will talk you into it. It's like, yeah, you're right. I, I, I should eat cheesies, even though I'm lactose intolerant. I, I'll do it just for you, buddy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely like one of those jobs where you need to have a good personality and like convince people to like eat more. But like, if you don't have that, 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 that thing of just like, oh, I'm a server and I'll, and I'll pay my rent with, with, with a night. Like, that's just like, 
one specific person, but yeah. most of the time, a normal person going to a serving job, you're going to yeah. walk out with decent money, but not, not much, you yeah. know? Yeah. But Liz highlights this year. What do you oh, think? Oh boy. Um, highlights. <laughs> it's great when you say it with the downward cadence. Mm. <laughs> Maybe my year was a two. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I had anything like big happen. I'd like just little things. Yeah. The little things matter. Like, well, I kind of already said that. Like I went to therapy. I started therapy in January. Yeah. Yeah. Beginning of January, I started therapy. Um, to me, cutting off my mom was a highlight because like um, her texting me when she would text me and like, I didn't know what to expect because her text could range from like. Hey, I saw a cloud and thought of you to like, um, like just, I can't even remember it just like random stuff. Like it's like, she would say, Hey, look at this cloud. Also, um, how are you doing? Is your, is your mental health? Okay. Is it getting better? Is it getting better? Like, like she thought that, that like my anxiety, even though I've had this anxiety since I was seven, she's known about it since I was a child. She'd be like, because once I told her, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just going through a lot right now. I'm just that's why I'm not answering because I had to, like, get her to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she, she, she'd be like, is it getting better? I'm like, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. It's always there. It'll always be there because it's something you did and the imbalance that you created. Yes. But OK. Um, But so it's like that stuff. So it's like just being able to, like, cut her off and be and not have to worry when I get a text of what, if it's my mom, what, what it's going to say and things like that. Um, so that, um, I won six months at work. Yeah. Um, so my company, I set up insurance claims. Yay. Fun. I get to read about car accidents all day. Yeah. Um, but so my job is setting up the claim with the other person's insurance company. And so I got the highest amount of setups, um, for six months, not in a row, unfortunately, but six months out of the whole year, I've won half the year so far. So cool, yeah. That's amazing. You know, I I like my job. I haven't been good, not this good at a job since I worked in a call center. Unfortunately, my skill set relies on customer service. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't felt this good at a job since I worked at True Green, which is my first like real office job when yeah. I was like twenty three. Um, but no, I like my job. I, I mean, my job is doing some weird stuff, but there we have a new CEO and she thinks that she's going to change everything, um, which bothers me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I like my job. I like that I'm good at my job and I intend on staying there until they do something just really terrible that will make me go like, not worth it. Yeah. But for now, it's worth it. And my boss likes me. And that's one thing that's nice. Like I was agreeing with Andrew, like working from home is so nice. And I think that's why I'm able to be good at my job because I don't have a boss giving me anxiety looking over my shoulder all Mm -hmm. day. And like, if I'm having a rough day or I can't concentrate, I can just sit on my phone and do what I want to do. As long as my numbers stay where they're supposed to be, it's fine. And my boss knows I'm in therapy. So like she, she knows like, Oh, if my numbers are dipping, clearly something's going on. Mm -hmm. So like she, she leaves me alone because I, I, again, I've won six months. She's not going to complain about my work, my work ethic. Yeah. <laughs> so well, this is nice. the thing. Like, I, I, I'm used to older people being like, oh, this generation doesn't want to work, blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah. I, I will say the reason that my year was a nine and not a ten was because 
I miss being really good at a job. Like yes. I like yeah. being good at a job. I like mm-hmm. being skilled and feeling accomplished. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And I do miss that somewhat. So like, it is nice as a human to just be good at something. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, that was like, I kept thinking about getting a new job. I'm like, I like that I'm good at my job. And that's why I liked when I worked yeah. for True Green. I was like, I was just a call center, but I was really good at it. Like, mm-hmm. I like feeling like I'm good at my job. Like, I know my job. I don't know anyone else's role in my, like, department alone, but I know my job and I know I'm good at it. And it's just a really good feeling to be like, hey, I'm good at something. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at something. For sure. I'd be useless to everyone else, <laughs> but I'm good at it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's a part of giving yourself a purpose, right? Yeah. Like, feeling yeah. like, hey, I can really accomplish this thing. I have put time into it and become skilled enough at it that yeah. somebody will pay me money to do it. Like yeah. all of that, all of it is like a, yeah. a feedback cycle that is mm. ends up being very good for it. It's the same as like, I, I almost found my job, the one that technically has the highest pressure on me because it's my entire living salary, mm. uh, far less stressful than like yeah. arranging a couple songs for Black to Gold, which is the thing I'm doing for passion and fun. But like, yes. wow, I'm so scared of arranging. What if I'm bad at it? Yes. <laughs> I hate on TikTok all these musicians who are like, oh, yeah, I just made a little beat and I'm so happy about it. I'm like, you're a liar. You're an absolute liar. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how they like promote their music. That's like, yeah, it's a fun little thing. I'm like, I never felt so much pressure and I do it to myself. And I don't think people understand yeah. that. So I, mean, I think I mean, it's a twofold thing. I'll say, I mean, definitely. I think number mm-hmm. one, I think there are some people that just go through without like self doubt about things. Good and, for like, them. Number one, I guess yeah. good for them, but yeah. also I don't know that I would want to. I think one of my strengths is my own self-awareness, right? One of yes. my strengths is, is like being able to see like, all right, I'm not like, I'm not confident and comfortable on this. So that means I'm going to get outside feedback. Like when I do an arrangement yeah. for Black to Gold, I have several people listen to it yes. and yeah. give me thoughts and like take those in and then adjust it because I'm not like, well, what I did is perfect as it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. have been a part of too many theater companies where somebody thought that what they did was perfect as it was. And yes. boy, was it yeah. not. <laughs> like that's the thing. Every- yep. Every time I release music, I always pitch it to Spotify to get on a playlist. And whenever it doesn't, which always, um, I don't really say it in a way of just like, well, they don't know what they're missing. It's just more of like, okay, I'm not good enough just yet. Yeah. Like, I just got to get a little bit better uh, and adjust, you know? Um, some of my highlights, I'll just like go over briefly because then I'm going to do the final points as we're ending this show. Um, yeah, just very briefly highlights for me was, um, I released two EPs and technically one album because it was seven tracks. Um, one of them is going to get to a hundred thousand, which is insane. Um, I took Caster Garden seriously this year. Um, it was supposed to be just like this side project for the Adam Evolt project. Uh, it was supposed to be just like, oh, it's silly little thing. But then after Fueled by Friendship... I was like, oh, wait, I found my sounds. Like, yeah. let, let's roll with this. Um, and a real big highlight was that Travis listened to all of my music. He's, he's listened Every to- single one. I know. Yep. He has. <laughs> and into and and Black to Golds, you've listened to all the tracks. Yes, actually. Yeah, I, I feel you? really bad that it took me this long to get into it. But I, I really love what you do. Like, it's actually yeah. really good. And I feel so guilty for not having checked it out sooner. You're wait, honestly wait. not alone. I oh, always, wait, are you serious? Ian, I'm still talking. I'm oh, sorry. I, I wasn't sure if he's talking to me or Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so full disclosure, I have listened to your music, but not all of it. I have listened to everything from Black to Gold. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> because I do love, I love acapella, and I, I don't yeah. know why I took this long to actually listen to it. <laughs> yes. I love acapella, too, and every time we had Andrew on, I'm like, oh, I gotta listen to that. And then I just wouldn't, because I would just forget, because I have a really bad memory. Yep. And I tend to, even on Spotify, I tend to just listen to my like songs, or I go looking Same. for a vibe, and then I just forget. So when your Christmas album came out, I'm like, I have to add this to my Christmas Christmas playlist and I did so now I listen to them because they're on my playlist yes. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no I I don't blame it like I do the same thing I have I literally have like one of my close friends who I went on two vacations with this year has mm. a podcast that I keep telling him I'm gonna catch up on and don't don't as of right now don't tell him oh, <laughs> no. hasn't happened yet that that's what I mean though. It's like I when when the album dropped the same time as my album dropped. So I was like, Oh my gosh. What what's that about? Um uh, no, it was I was a personal attack. I specifically said I was like, Well, let me hold on, hold on. Let me look at when Adam is dropping his album. Not Great. Only that, I think we should do December first. Not only that, but you dropped a single the same day I was dropping a single from it. I was I like, What's this about? They're like, Yeah, we're gonna do it. Um, I mean, that's literally just the formula of like dropping a single two Fridays before you're releasing. Yeah. I know. And I was like, what's work? this like... about here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like um, with the, the, the day that uh, uh, With Love uh, BGG came, came out, I came home and I was like, Liz, do you listen to it? She's like, no. I'm like, and so I put it on the Bluetooth speaker. Like, we're going to listen well, to it right it now. Was, so my, my thing was I went to add it early in the morning and it hadn't dropped yet. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll add it later. It dropped at 10 a.m. We did a yeah. weird thing. So <laughs> I I was like, oh, I'll add it later. But then I got caught up with work, listening to my Christmas music. I just, like, focused on that. And then Adam mm-hmm. came up. It's like, did you add? I'm like, no, I forgot. And I don't really listen to my music over the weekend. I only listen to it at work. And he's like, okay, listen. Listen <laughs> he, here. He's like, okay, let's do it now. And then I added it to my playlist. But yeah, it was good, and Andrew was a um, was a late addition into uh, my Christmas album. Yeah. So last minute, <laughs> very last minute, I was just like, Truly. it was just me texting album or texting Adam, going, I don't have a voice. It sounds like garbage. Here's a track. Don't use it. <laughs> don't even look at. It. I was like, you don't have to restrain yourself. Like, no, I want to do this. I'm doing it. It's just like here it is, but don't use it. But I'm going to be in it, but don't use it, please. It's like it's like a dog playing fetch. He has the ball. It's like don't take it, but I want to play fetch. But don't take yeah. it. But don't yeah. don't don't. I want to play fetch. Um, I'm just slowly morphing into a dog. That's my actual. <laughs> I want to be a dog. When I grow dogs. Up. What kind of dog are you? Oh my god, a golden retriever at this point. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's my dream. I, actually, I want to have a golden. Like I, that's the one thing that Instagram has gotten right. I have learned that I really, really love goldens, and I yes. think they're just the happiest, happiest little loyalist little boys. And God, I want to be one. I want yes. a, <laughs> a little baby pit bull. I want a little baby seal. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so highlights is a dog. I have a dog. You do have a dog. Oh, she's getting the dog. dog. Yes. he's been been there the whole time he's been there the whole time oh yeah no i have been like looking past both of you to see the dog this entire time he honestly has decided he hates this room and will leave the second we open the door Mm -hmm. i don't know why i think it's because he can't sit with us or cuddle with us so he's Mm -hmm. like well Uh, forget it then i'm gonna go to bed 
and he'll just go upstairs. This is, this and... is the room where Adam and Liz ignore me. Yeah, yeah. yeah honestly. So, and, like, if we're not on the couch, he'll just lay in bed, and the second he hears us sit on the couch, he'll come running downstairs like, finally! Yep. Hey, Joe Biddle, babies. So as we close up the show, uh, I want to ask, as we enter into 2024, in just a few weeks now, uh, what are some things we want to accomplish or some of the things that you're you're just looking to improve in your life, essentially? Um, who would like to start first on that one? No. Uh, I'll jump in. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Travis. Um, so I uh, mentioned that I was very happy about getting to be a dungeon master. Yes. Uh, and I want to expand on that. Um, I'm starting to write modules for like basically stories that you can play uh, as well as um, there's a way through Toronto D and D this uh, like group that works here that you can basically get set up to be a professional DM mm. where people come and they, they try out, you know, your, uh, your campaigns and stuff like that. And then they can pay you to run sessions for them. And I think that would be a really fun side hustle. So that's something that I am focusing on and like trying to build up my skills for I'm going to be taking improv classes and you know uh, I've been doing a lot of vocal training and stuff for my characters so it, it's been a lot of fun cool that is insane I, I love how you have you're taking improv for a hobby so you're taking on a hobby yeah. for another hobby yeah pretty much that's all <laughs> th no that's really cool though like that's 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 really like like that's how free I don't your life is. I don't think we should encourage improv by itself as a hobby I don't think we should no. give it that it's just like a disease that you just take on. Yeah. Speaking of somebody who tried to get into the improv world. Oh God, was I toxic for that? Seven <laughs> oh, I believe that. <laughs> Andrew, what would you say you want to accomplish or improve in 2024? Um, I guess in, in a more like Eagle's eye view of things I want, I'm trying to, I'm trying to move into a programmer role at my job and I would like to be able to devote the time to and like achieve that because it will put me at a salary where I don't feel like I have to budget every second of my life in order to afford my own place. And I would really enjoy mm. the financial security of having some wiggle room again. Yes. Um, Cause I had wiggle room and then I moved to my own place and I took all my wiggle room away. Um, but on the more like, cause I'm, I'm very interested. This is the thing I've learned over the past few years in like, sure you can set the lofty goal, but you also need little achievable goals or mm -hmm. little like, like other things or like, mm -hmm. um, uh, a theme that feels like you can manage it rather than like one giant step that like, if you don't reach it by the end of the year, you mm. have to beat yourself up. Cause that's what I do. So my other one is simply to recognize that my body does want to be healthy and that mm. good health requires regular practice, but also to have patience with myself in mm -hmm. establishing that practice. I think that would be great if I can yeah. achieve that in the next year. Yeah, no, that, that patience, like, rings home for me. Just like, no, you just got to remain patient. Nothing just happens overnight. Just be patient about everything. I'm, yeah. I'm still learning that, man. Still learning it. Yeah. What would you like to improve or accomplish, Lizzie? Um, I want to work on my health and figure out what works for me. Um, because, as you know, I've struggled for most of my adulthood figuring out what workouts work for me what type of food to eat because i have so many dietary restrictions so finding first finding a doctor who will actually listen to something i say um <laughs> that's a big point um but yeah, then also just one. finding something like a workout that works for me um just working on that just figuring out why things don't work for me and figuring out what will work um if that makes sense yeah 
No, that 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 makes a lot of sense. Just trying to self improve and accomplish. Yeah. Um. Definitely, I want to be in a place in in music that I'm I'm more con- like I already have a good amount of confidence mm-hmm. now than I did starting the year. But at the same time, I would like to be confident enough that like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know how to invoke emotion with a lot of different songs. I want to um I want to make a Castle Garden full length album, a twelve song or twelve track uh album. I want to do that. But I definitely just want to get more footing in mm-hmm. the composition world, I guess you want to say. But to make it more tangible, um, I want to make that album. And I want to get on a Spotify playlist. I want to be good enough mm-hmm. to say that, like, hey, Spotify said you're good enough. And I'm like, okay, that's 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 yeah. tra- that's kind of that validation. I'm like, okay, if I'm good enough for a Spotify playlist that they noticed and they said, like, okay, like this is good enough, mm-hmm. that's when I know I'm like, okay, I'm on to something now. Like yeah. it's it's noticed uh, on a professional scale, I guess mm-hmm. you want to say. Because uh, that, that's the thing I, I, I always say to people, like, yes, you want to say that Spotify isn't paying their artists enough, but they're only paying enough for the people who are professional at it, yeah. that they know what they're doing mm-hmm. and that will get streams. Because at the end of the day, music is a business. If you want yeah. to make it your job, it's a business and you have to figure out what art sells. Yeah. And if it's on a Spotify playlist, that means it it's, will yeah, sell as a business. Worth money. So it's like, okay. That will be the validation that a professional level company, you know, notice it. So when I say tangible level of, I want to get better. That's that's what I'm talking about. But 2024 is going to be a wild year for all of us, you know, vocally in terms of uh, improv and health wise and uh, knowledge wise. And uh, I guess as we're closing out the show, is there any closing thoughts about the year or the next year that you want to give out to any advice or um, even just warnings about the year, I guess you want to say? Don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think? Oh, yeah. Next year is a a presidential election. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Travis doesn't have to worry (laughs) about that. Too much, anyway. No, yeah. no. At some point, uh, Justin Trudeau will eventually collapse, and we will have to have another uh, election. And I don't like our options, no. but uh, we'll we'll burn that bridge when we cross it. Honestly, yeah. I don't even know who's running. It's I, I'm hoping. I know Trump is running somehow. Don't oh, know there's how a lot, and none of them are none of them are pleasant. AOC can run. <laughs> AOC is old enough to not run now. If Biden's running, she's not allowed. Nah, she could. No, she's not allowed. She's if a the rule breaker. The president is a Democrat, and he is running. No other Democrat is allowed to run. She, she is will... there no process for him to like? I, I know she'd never win, but is there any process for her to like primary him in some way? Like, is is that a thing that's possible? I don't know how it works. Yeah. I, okay. Fair I have enough. No idea. Like, I know. I know. There's definitely. I. I guess I've never thought it wasn't that someone could try to primary him, but it's just that in any case where it's happened, the incumbent has had such an advantage that it was like pointless that somebody primaried them. I mm-hmm. thought it was. Okay, um, understood. I thought but maybe that... there is also like actual structural reasons that somebody is not allowed to run. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I thought it was if the president is available for, for re-election, they are automatically the primary runner mm. for their party. Yes. Uh, fortunately, we are registered Green Party, so whoever's on Green Party, 
Bing, bang, boom. But there's my wish. North Dakota <laughs> doesn't have a Green Party. Yeah, North Dakota we doesn't not, have Green Party. We can't vote Green Party in North Dakota. So they don't put it on the ballot. Honestly, But we also don't register out here. You just kind of show up with your ID and they're like, okay, here you go. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I'm specifically registered Democrat in New York simply because it's the only way that I actually impact anything. Because, like, it's yeah. going to here's the thing, the new especially the local politicians like New York is going to vote in a bunch of Democrats. So yes. oh, the yeah. actual important election for us is the primary. Yes. <laughs> it's like yeah. that's where I'm choosing the candidate that yes. I think should should have power. And yeah. it that always makes is the wrong one. It's still even even in New York. It's never the one you want. Yeah, it's. <laughs> 2024 is going to be wild in that sort of way because it's it's going to be a change of politics what like whether we like it i don't think joe might be reelected i don't know i don't we'll know we'll have to see i don't know i it's I, wild i have Check a lot of anxiety year. about it and i'm just sort of trying to not think about it yet yeah. and of course it's so dumb to me i don't understand why have we had several republican debates already it's not 2024 yet yes. stop it Exactly. Wait until the election year. Everyone settle down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like that, that we as Canadians actually have specific rules about what you're allowed to do with elections and things like that. And if you're not in the designated election period, which is, I think, a couple of weeks, you're oh. not allowed to campaign. You're not allowed wow. to debate. You're not allowed that to like there's wonderful. very strict rules about what you're allowed to do until the election period. Oh my starts. God. We had Please. a Trump parade go by our apartment like weekly for a year in mm. Pennsylvania. Yes. In oh, my God. It was yeah. terrible. Pickup trucks with the Trump flags. There was, there was like, like 30 of an them. RV with a giant Trump flag on the side. They'd honk their horns all down Main Street in the middle of the day on the weekends i'm like please go away what do you think you're like honestly that would irritate me enough that i just would like even if i was gonna vote for him i probably wouldn't you know what i mean that's oh, the way to yeah. put me off yeah. of things i don't yeah. understand what people think they're doing um i still remember because the place we lived in pennsylvania is very much trump town yeah and i was working in the restaurant and i remember that whole week of like counting the votes like nobody was there in the restaurant. Nobody came to the restaurant. A lot of takeout orders because they were just watching the Even collections. Even at work, I had CNN on the whole time, and I hid it from my boss. I just like kept it on a side screen and would click away. I'm yeah. just like, I need, I need to know. And the second I stopped watching, they announced Biden won. The uh, second yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, sh I'm gonna go shower. Adam said this morning we need to like stop. We need to just not. And that was the second they announced. I'm like, and oh was, my god, I was so mad. Yeah, I was working. In I the will restaurant, stay. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Adam. no, I was, I was going to say, like, I was working the restaurant yeah. that day and like everybody was there because everybody just kind of gave up and they're just like, OK, they'll announce it. And a bunch of sorority girls at one table said, Biden won. Silence all throughout. <laughs> you could just feel the tension of just like there, there's definitely some Biden supporters and there's definitely trump supporters and then everyone drowned their sorrows in bacon in bacon but like it was <laughs> silent for the rest of the day nobody yeah. really talked it was just kind of like oh we're just feeling silent things out acceptance and we're, honestly andrew what were you about to say i was gonna say i will say it's interesting being in new york city especially in these very polarized election years now because those are sort of those those moments where the city is like a living, breathing thing. Like I remember yeah. in 2016, I was working that night and we had like a projector up oh, wow. as like, it was like the Trump and Hillary votes are coming in. And oh, yeah. um, I remember people in the chairs, like cheering for like when oh. they were like announcing California for Hillary. And I was like, no, 
that was always going to happen. Like it, by that point, yeah. we kind of knew it was looking bad. And so, and I just, I remember watching those of us on the staff, they ended up just letting us grab beers out of the beer. And we were just slowly sinking further and further into the booth. And I specifically remember them going to work the next day. It was the first, it was this visceral moment on the subway where it was like, everyone was going to a funeral nobody like usually on the subway you just have people like staring into their phones completely blank like ignoring each other everyone was ignoring each other but no one was in a phone everyone was like completely dissociated yes like it was this somber mood and then on the other side of the coin in 2020 or 2021 uh, 2020 yeah Yeah, hello what's now yeah we were i was actually because it was like had been the week of like counting votes right and we didn't Mm -hmm. know when we were going to get an official result and so i was just helping my friend move on that like Friday or Saturday when it got announced and we're carrying a couch out to the moving van and all of a sudden from the windows of all the apartments around us we hear cheers erupting and it was just like this really cool like did it just happen oh (laughs) wow that that's better than my story because my story was just awkward yours (laughs) is like triumph in Trump County yeah I was in Trump County it's just like everybody's I still we're still in Trump County yeah yeah no like I I, I, the way we're telling these stories, I'm remembering the the Obama, uh, Mitt Romney, yeah, Mitt Romney, uh, election. I remember I was in high school, and I remember when Obama won. It was exciting, and but even like the people who voted Romney, they're like, ah, it's the wrong choice. But yeah. what are you gonna do? It wasn't mm-hmm. as visceral, polarized. Yeah, yeah it wasn't no, as it's polarized. Very it polarized. Yeah, Trump the past elected. eight years have been extreme. Yeah, yeah they've been well, very you- extreme. Do you want to hear the most Canadian thing ever? I do want yes. to hear the yeah. most Canadian and thing. I'm trying to think of like a relevant time where I'm like, oh yeah, the country came together either in like a really happy or a really sad way. And the only time I can think about it is during the gold medal game <laughs> in the Canadian, like the Olympics, uh, where the Canadians won the hockey match yes. uh, against the U.S., Oh my God, people like flooded the streets. Traffic couldn't move. There were cheers everywhere. It was this big night long party in Toronto. Um, And like that is what we came together for. Nothing political, nothing that is actually going to matter or shape our lives or change a revolution. No, no, no. It was hockey. Just hockey. That's so Canadian. That's more Canadian than if you said like free health care for everybody. Your whole country came together to celebrate this hockey win when America does not give a crap about hockey. We have oh, it. not even People a little. like it, no. but no one gives a crap about it. <laughs> like here in the Midwest, like in North Dakota, they like hockey, but not in the way of Canadians. Canadians yeah. just like take oh, yeah. the market. And they're still on more football than hockey out Yeah, there. more football out here. I mean, you could say the same thing, though, with like, you know what I mean? Argentina flooded the streets when they won the World yeah. Cup. And like, yes. Yeah. The whole thing and like the whole, and, and I am personally a big soccer fan like i have watched it most of my life the world cups are very exciting for me mm-hmm. black to gold was doing a gig that weekend and i made them all wait two extra hours to leave so i could <laughs> nice. watch through the penalty kicks that they want yes. <laughs> like, so i am big on it but like america would never do that no. but it's it's you know if it was like argentina versus the u.s and argentina won they would all be flooding the streets and we'd be yeah. like yeah we figured yeah exactly <laughs> now i wish we could be you know, more wholesome like that, but apparently we are America, in the ci- like individual cities. Yeah, honestly, Especially but well, I mean, Philadelphia riots if they win or lose. So. Exactly, it's no, great. I, I still remember when the Phillies won the World Series and there was blood all over the sidewalks yeah. the next morning. I was just like, oh Fabulous. boy, it was great. Never you know? more proud to live there. 
we're gonna close up the show on that note because uh, yeah, we really got into those inspiring words. <laughs> um, yeah, because Andrew's got to get to work soon. So, um, but yeah, uh, thank you, Travis and Andrew, for yeah. coming on and talking about the year. Yay! Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you for having us. Travis, are you going to go back to Rainbow Road uh, podcast soon? Is it kind of like, you know, it's still in the back burner very much so? Oh, I would love to, but I'm sure you don't have time. It's a shame that I can't talk about it. <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh, briefly, like, and, and could you give us a highlight in five minutes? Damn it. I was really hoping to get away with this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Mike and I uh, are kind of doing other things at the moment. Um, mm. And we very much said we never wanted to monetize rainbow road and we never wanted it to be work for us. Yeah. So when we get to a point where it's not work for us to do the podcast, mm -hmm. we're going to go back and do it because we do love doing it. Um, but, and unfortunately right now with the other things that we have going on, uh, that's just not where we're at right now. Um, but it's, it's not gone forever. It's just on hold for now while we do other things. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It does. I mean, I would love to do Games of Grocers again, but it's just too much, yeah. too much work, especially the production we were putting behind it. I'm like, no, it's too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. I, mean, I think I can pull up about six different threads where Zach and I were reviving Good Game Great yeah. Game. Yes. Went so well. Went so well. Oh. It's like one of those things like you want to, but then life gets in the way, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. Mm hmm. But he's getting married now. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. Yeah. And you're going to be in the wedding? I'm going to be his best man. Yes. So. Best oh, man. I got to do some work. Yay. <laughs> I guess you, because best man, like if anybody asked me like, Oh, would you be my best? No, it's too much work. Too I know. Much. I, I was could... so, I was so surprised, but I was very honored. So yeah, um, yeah. definitely. I was very happy when my best friend didn't ask me to be her maid of honor. Cause she was mine and she was amazing at it, but there's no mm. way I could do that level of work. Mm. I, I love her to death. <laughs> She's like a sister to me. I could never put that. I could never. Nope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nope. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll just end it here uh, to make sure Andrew has enough time to get to workies. Um, so again, thank you, uh, Travis. Thank you, Andrew, for being on. Uh, I hope everybody has a good rest of the year, good holiday season. Mm -hmm. uh, relax, and hopefully we all uh, spark into 2024 with some hopes and dreams and not thinking about the presidential election, except for Travis. Travis, Travis doesn't have to. God bless. <laughs> uh, so I will just sign off here. Thanks again for listening to What's the Biz with Adam and Liz and Travis and Andrew. Uh, hope you had a great time here. We hope to see you next week. If we do have an episode next week, haven't decided yet. I don't know. But thanks again for listening. Uh, hope to see you next time. Jesus loves you and take care. Bye. Bye.